0: Hi, Lacey. Hi,
1: Della. Hi,
0: Della.
1: Hi, Della. Hi, Della. i Della. Hi, Della. Hi, Della. Hi, behind you there. Right? there you Lacey,
2: come in here. Don't you be, okay. shushing, don't you be shushing that baby, Susan Eichler.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lighter running around here somewhere. you? <laughs> are
1: here? Hey, that's you.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
1: I just want to get a height. Of the We're going
0: to sit down. Okay. Hello,
1: everyone. Hi. Hello.
0: Let's see here.
1: going okay. oh, here? That isn't the answer.
0: <clears throat> okay.
1: See, I had it on that chair, but oh, then. i sure the ringtone is.
2: Beverly? Hey, hello. Hi, hi Shane. Hi,
0: hi.
2: <laughs> Look at old Larry there.
0: Yep.
2: His old bony, Larry,
0: his, right? His bony knees and everything.
2: I see
1: Roger. Hi, Shane. There's Care. Hi, Larry. Hi, Roger. I'm trying to see if I can get this thing to come up on my iPad. Let's
2: see Get this Chuck, back. Chuck wore the right shirt today. He's got the right color on. Yeah, I don't
1: know. How do we do this? Every week now.
2: <laughs> must be
1: telepathy, right? It's the only shirt you have. Are going <laughs> to say that
0: to Shane? That <laughs> is terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a guy that I worked with for years. All he wore was black shirts. Everything you wore was a black shirt. Yeah, that's
0: pretty good. No. Okay, here we are. Ray. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Hi. We got it. Hello. Hi Beverly.
1: Hello, Beverly. Hey.
0: And you're back on. I'm sitting here, but it still
3: says waiting in the middle. I don't know why. I know what are you
0: gonna do? That's exactly what mine did when Travis was doing it.
3: And so, what did you do to make it stop?
0: Oh, uh, uh, I did until it stopped. Okay. And I like, yes. Ah, yes. Yes.
1: It's no more than we do. <laughs> she'll
2: fix it. hey Susan yes is that clock behind you the reason you're late for everything
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's not working I am never late <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice Shane I'm just sitting at the kitchen table <laughs> hi Jay hi.
0: Jay on there hi, hi. That's That's okay okay hey
2: Bill Eichler, yeah, here. Here. Tricia, Gail is joining on the audio. I can't
0: Look
3: at go. that! We got the Eichlers on. <laughs>
1: In the living
2: room, oh, so
0: this is where he can see everybody?
2: Susan, I had uh, one time I uh, looked around the house and we had eight clocks. None of them were on the same time and all of them were wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Trisha tells me that there's a little kit you can buy at Hobby Lobby to fix it, but I haven't done that yet.
0: Yeah, that clock. I want to say. That's it
3: right. Is. Once a day.
1: I want to say yeah, something. It's right.
0: Today, right? She barely say anything. The clock behind us is broken. That's why it says the wrong hey. time. It, hey it, Jay, it's, where's, where's Joyce? <laughs> what's that? Hey, there's, there's, Joyce? there's Roger. Where's Joyce?
1: She's doing dishes. <laughs> Joyce.
0: <laughs>
1: we just got
2: done eating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can come sit over here.
2: Lunch or dinner?
0: <laughs> Both. It, oh. It's, it's,
1: we have an
2: afternoon dinner usually around
1: four. Yeah. So we ate early today.
0: Can you smell that Grim's cooker? Jane,
2: are you
1: having big celebrations for Maddie's birthday? Tomorrow. Isn't it her birthday
2: today? Yeah, her birthday is today.
1: Okay, but, but celebrate tomorrow.
2: She has a tomorrow off work, and all the kids will come over, and grandkids. And
1: And you'll all stay six feet apart.
2: Yeah, we'll all stay six feet apart out on the pool deck. And... Is she still working at Kohl's? She's not. She's working for a company called CyTel Corporation, which she's able to work from the house which has uh, been working out well for her uh she deals with lost and stolen credit cards oh my gosh nice and she's they set her up with a home office here they gave her all the equipment and the headsets and everything and she works from three thirty until midnight every day or or beyond she's taking a lot of overtime wow deals with a lot of, deals with a lot of credit credit unions and banks on the west coast is that a
0: Larry
1: Roberts operation?
2: It is. That's exactly right. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah, I'm with
0: you, Shane.
2: Hey, that's Wes. I hear that's Wes. Wes. I'm with you.
0: <laughs> I'm <nice>. in.
2: <laughs> hey,
1: Ray. Yeah,
2: that's when they for oh. We've got Jan Tennant on here on audio. Can you hear that?
1: Great. Not I can hear There's Bill Eichler. Hi, Bill. Oh, can he? Did you hear it? it? Didn't say anything. How could you hear it? Whenever oh. We can hear you. We need to turn that paging Carrie David's got us all signed up pretty good now
3: this time. Yeah. I, I thought I'd be a little proactive and start calling folks and helping them out during the week. So that uh, apparently got yeah. some folks off. <clears throat> yeah, that's I good.
1: I, I can't get my iPad to work, yeah. though. I don't. I, maybe I don't I, – I just can't figure it out. I did Just like I did the phone, I thought. But uh, the phone pops on, but my iPad, I just can't get it to do anything.
0: Hmm. I see my picture
1: I I get on and I see just my picture I mean it's not on the it doesn't sign up so I'm
0: wondering
1: (laughs) um, (laughs) I put the app on there I'm wondering if I actually put a password in that app on there do I have to put them in both the app shows on both the phone and the iPad so I don't know whether the same code you know, password for that would work or not. So, uh,
3: this works. Okay be,
0: <laughs>
3: if you're signed into them both, it should work. I've had a problem of the link not working, and I've had to individually put in the meeting ID and then the password. So, I mean, that's that
1: might a good be place it. to go. it. Oh, <laughs> well, it wouldn't even pop up on the iPad for me to do it. That's what I couldn't figure out. It doesn't come up. And ask for and the, uh, the whole time number said, or the password. I said, like he does on my I phone. Right up on there. Oh, I talk, you know. there's, nice there's, mother. there's Joyce.
0: Hi. Hi, Shane. Hi, Joyce.
1: Hi, Joyce. <laughs> Hi, Ray. Good Ray, I think. Ray. Hi, Ray. Hi. Hi. Hi, Joyce. Joyce and Jay are in the say, picture now. Hey Shane, Fred. this is Fred. Hey Fred. Oh, Fred.
0: Hey. <laughs> <The camera.
1: laughs> Relaxing? Yeah. Fred. Joyce Sounds there. are you on the iPad or your phone? Uh, iPhone. iPhone. iPhone? Okay.
3: Yeah. He said, Hi. iPad.
1: Hey. No, I'll just set them over here so they don't get crushed. In case we have to adjust some
0: things. Hi, Joyce. <laughs>
1: Where's the chambers? I see Mr. Chambers finally made it. <laughs> I mean, Did Arnie and Ellen make it? Were they going to try? Yeah, I gave them the information. Arnie, Arnie Rogers, they didn't know they'd be home yet or not, so they were um, going to try.
0: Hey, Shane, Bruce is on. Who is the company? There's bruce yeah right
1: in the middle mm-hmm. Ray, Ray see so you can flip this and figure out other there's the chambers jan tenants on
0: yeah oh
1: she, Her voice is, or something, her ears are anyway.
0: <laughs> so.
1: That's just jam, huh? I don't know who this is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, like cookies.
2: <laughs> <Water bar. laughs> <laughs> Carrie, do you want to do a quick tutorial of uh, the chat feature and things and, um, and self-muting and then we can start with some, we'll do a roll call here. You can kind of just go through if you'd like and just, sure,
3: for those of you, you that aren't that. on the
2: video, Carrie can kind of tell you who's all on here. So, Yeah,
3: we, we, we've got Chuck Gallinger, we've got myself, Roger Graveners with us, Beverly Flory. When Susan Eichler, uh, the Stovers are with us. You, of course, heard Jane, name. Uh, Jay, Gail's on a phone with us. The, the Chambers plan is here. And Jan Tennant, and I see some, I know Fred is one of the phone calls, and there's some other unknown numbers that I'm, I'm not sure who they are, but these uh, folks that are on, on the phone, that's sort of the roll call there. Yeah, it's really nice when you can use the video. Uh, a lot of times we have... Uh, we garbled just a little bit. There's Diane's Webster logging in there.
0: That's so if you good. could
3: keep yourself muted most of the time, and that is gonna be depending on your device, either in the oh. bottom hand toolbar or the top. And he I'm gonna mute myself for just a second. I hmm?
0: so
3: oh, you you can get a little, little, oh, little icon there. So we still have Oh, we some also questions. have the
1: Rosses here for attendance too let okay
3: larry and larry, shirley?
1: shirley ross are sitting next to
2: me wes wheeler's on here i'm
1: charles here charles
0: Gattis. Gattis.
2: somebody with a oh, 270 wow. area code on their phone who's that
0: oh charles Gattises. Gattises.
2: oh the gaddises hi
0: hello I'm
3: going to go go ahead and get started now. I'd like to welcome everybody. It looks like we have a bigger crowd than we've had in the past, and I've tried to see if I could get as many electronic devices hooked up as we want. So I'm running my computer through my television set. I'm ready to read the Bible for you, Shane, from an iPad. My cell phone's here in case anybody needs any assistance. So uh, good to see everybody. We're going to go ahead and open up. Now, um, uh, with prayer requests, um, does anybody have anything they would like to share? And uh, just pop right up and, and let me know.
1: Uh, my niece, Deborah, this is Sandy, my niece, uh, Deborah, uh, is in the hospital down in Eustace, and uh, she's having bleeding, uh, rectal bleeding, and uh, she's um, admitted she yesterday. So I'm not sure what's going on with that.
3: Okay, very good. Did I miss her? What was her name again, Sandy?
1: Deborah Bradley.
3: Deborah De- 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 Bradley. Okay. Who else?
2: Bill Collector calling somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anybody else how, you guys, how is everybody surviving are we are we going to make it to the end of this?
2: Hey, Jane. Yes.
1: I think so. I think we will.
3: We are. We're, good. We're, we're getting close. I think a lot of people figured when we were 9 days in if we would ever see the light and I, uh, the lights at the end of the tunnel and it's not an oncoming train. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Do we have any more prayer requests? Can you
1: hear me?
3: Yes. We can.
1: Can you hear me?
2: Yes, we can.
3: All right. Let's not delay any further. I'm just going to uh, open up with prayer and then turn it over to uh, Shane. has
1: now been assigned over to patient. So we, we appreciate you praying for her because she's with the infected people every day.
3: Okay. Very good. Let's open in prayer, shall we? Father, it's good to be here as we are in all parts of the county. But yet We can come together and worship and lift the name of Jesus. We know that there are specific prayer requests that have been asked for here. Uh, for Sandy Gaddis, lifted hers up. We also need to remember that there are folks on the front, front lines like our first responders and our medical personnel that are coming, potentially in contact with folks that have been exposed to the coronavirus each and every day. So we thank you for their dedication. We pray that you would keep them safe. Uh, be with us as we continue to evolve and remain flexible and adjust to the circumstances that you've placed us in. We know that there's a reason for it, and uh, it's not ours to wonder why, but just to place our faith and trust in you. the Father, I know there are also unspoken prayer requests. Thank you for the way you have supplied our every need, even during circumstances and we pray that you would continue to use this as an opportunity where we might reach out to our community and show the love of Jesus Christ. And I pray all these
2: things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. Good. good to see everybody here and uh, see your smiling faces. Uh, uh, this thing has been pretty unbelievable. Uh, I got word last night that the very last radio programmer that I met with before I came off the road has died from coronavirus. Wow. A g- gentleman named Darren Arians, he's in Charlotte, and I met with him at the end of January, and he passed away yesterday. I don't know any of the circumstances other than it was just very shocking to hear that that had happened to him, probably younger than I am, I would think, probably mid, maybe mid-50s, early 50s, so kind of a sad situation there. Um, lots, lots is happening. We don't know when we're going to be back together physically in the building. Um, I'm guessing that it probably will be at least another, probably a month. I don't know that, but uh, my guess is that we, they will, they'll play it very safely and then, and then miss high as it were. And mm-hmm. so uh, my guess is that we probably are another month. It might be the first of June before we ever actually have an opportunity to get back together and, uh, and uh, that will be a wonderful day when we get that opportunity. Um, I just received word uh, that a friend of ours—and I don't know of his situation with revealing this—but a friend of ours has tested positive. Um, and so, when I get his permission to release his name, I, I don't—I don't know that he uh, is against it, but I'd hate to, to report something. Maybe he wants to keep confidential, but he has tested positive. He is feeling okay. His wife has tested negative. And, uh, let's just be in prayer for this, this, uh, a uh, friend of ours that, uh, that has tested positive for this doggone thing. I hope that we can get it all under control and get rid of it and, and, Flush out of the system here once and for all, and we don't have a have to go back through this cycle again. So today we're going to be looking at Romans ten for a couple of minutes. Um, it's been fun to kind of study these things in light of a different context, in knowing that we're not going to be necessarily getting together uh, physically, but we're going to be getting together on these these uh, uh, Zoom calls. And uh, should I mute, Carrie? Do you think? I'm gonna mute everybody. I think yeah, I have that ability here somewhere. Um, and when Man. I do that, uh, everybody, you, I, I would love it if you could break in. Um, uh, let's see here. Hmm. Manage participants. I got you on there. Well, I'm not sure how to manage you all but um, I'll do my best here okay I'm working my way around here great 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 it'll get a little quieter here good
1: Yes, I'm muted. Am I muted?
2: You are now, Raj. I just muted you. Okay. So uh Carrie, I am going to unmute you just because you're gonna be sharing some verses and things and I know you're gonna be sharing your screen. I think you're I think you're self muted, Carrie, so Okay. Okay. Great. So uh, so today's uh, Bible study is on Romans 10, and it's called Saved. We've been uh, going through these uh, one-word titles and working our way through secure and so on, and now we're up to Saved, and it takes us into Romans 10, and uh, it's Paul looking back really into the Old Testament and telling the Jews what they need to know and uh, um, encouraging his people to... Uh, Uh, proclaim the name of Jesus and you know in this world today even back in Paul's day but in this world today people try all kinds of things to try to be made right with God there are still religions in our our world today and in certain cultures where sacrifices are offered to try and appease their gods with a lower g lowercase g their gods Um, people bathe in sacred rivers and they uh, meditate on sacred mountains and people bow down before statues and burn incense but in this passage today, Paul answers that age-old question, and, what is, and that is, what is it uh, we need to do to be saved? And Salvation is available only to those who, who call on the name of Jesus as Lord. We know that. And as our salvation is rooted in the incarnation and resurrection of Jesus, which we just celebrated, what, 10 days ago or so, and it's available only through his completed work on the cross, there are many people that believe that they are right with the Lord, but that will ultimately end in a sinner's hell because they are misguided and they've placed other things in the way of this very simple process as we see it spelled out today. John 14, 6 says, there is no salvation apart from personal faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. And today, as we look at several verses in Roman 10, I want you to be thinking about that. In fact, as we look at our passage today, one third of the contents of our passage, comes from Old Testament quotations. Paul leaned very heavily on the Old Testament because he knew the importance and the fact that the Old Testament and the New Testament were uh, Testament were in, uh, uh, intricately linked together, and it was important. And many of the people to whom he was speaking would have been familiar with these passages from the Old Testament. Israel's role as God's chosen people was rooted in the Old Testament. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, it says, The Lord your God has chosen you to be his own possession out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. They were God's chosen people, his personal choice and his personal children. But if they don't claim the name of Jesus, they will die and go to hell. In 9 through 11, in chapters 9 through 11 of Romans, Paul reconciled the role of Israel as a chosen people who, for the most part, rejected uh, the gospel that Paul was preaching and the mission that he had in mind and the status of Gentile believers coming to God through faith in Jesus' completed work on the cross. But as we know, scripture clearly says, that those that proclaim the name of Jesus as Lord in Christ will be saved. Carrie, uh, where'd you go? I'm, I'm missing you. You moved around on the screen. There you are. Were you able to I'm get a, uh, the song for us this week? I, I was. You want that now? Yeah, it's a very simple chorus. It's beautiful. It's been uh, on my heart all week long, and it's the simplest thing in the world. But, boy, it sure is a sweet thing to be able to, to, uh, to sing and to think about. Go ahead, Carrie, when you're ready.
0: Well,
3: almost there.
2: You're getting there.
0: Yeah,
3: but yeah, be yeah, the So we're on now. There's nothing better we can say than He is Lord. He is Lord. He's risen from the dead, and He is Lord when you lead us.
2: It's a very simple message that we get to proclaim, and that is that Jesus Christ is Lord, and there is no other Lord, and we don't need to bow down on mountaintops and, and bathe in sacred rivers. As creatures of the Creator, we must accept the fact that we don't always understand God's plans and purpose and timing. Paul ended chapter 9 with quotations from Isaiah and from Hosea emphasizing God's establishing his people and preserving a remnant of those people. And after examining God's sovereignty in the situation, Paul looked at Israel's culpability in their failure. It was something that was near and dear to his heart and something that that, uh, he found himself so deeply involved in. He went to these people and he practiced literally what he preached. He wanted them to believe and he wanted them to not pursue righteousness by faith, but righteousness or righteousness by faith but not righteousness by works. Paul once again expressed his strong desire that his people, he took this personally, his people be saved and based on the completed work of Jesus Christ on the cross confessing And believing in order to be saved was the message, and a simple message it was, that he preached, and that he took around to the people. And he emphasized that the gospel is for all people, the Jew, the Greek, the Buddhist, the Muslim, the Hindu, and that the need for men has never been greater to carry this good news to the world. In fact, it's amazing that in today's world of mass communication, heralds... Messengers are still more important than ever. Why is that? Because so much of the message has been lost in the mass communication that we need boots on the ground people to take this message to the ends of the earth. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But we're going to pick up in verse 5 of chapter 10 of Romans. Carrie's going to give that to us. And Paul explains why Jesus is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who truly believes. You want to do what, uh, 5, 6, and 7, Kerry? Sure, Romans 10, 5,
3: 6, and 7. This is the English Standard Version. Uh, the title says, The Message of Salvation to All. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is, who will bring Christ down? Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead.
2: Thank you, sir. It's interesting in verse 5, Paul was quoting Leviticus chapter 18, 5, and that reads, "Um, You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. In the original context, this verse, verse 5 here, was part of God's warning to the people of Israel not to imitate the behavior of, of either the Egyptians who they left, or the Canaanites to whose land they were going. Isn't it amazing that throughout history, oppressed people, I always marvel at this, oppressed people have fled a bad situation, hoping for a better life. And then when they get there, they assume many and most of the bad habits that they left from the bad location, turning the new location just like to the bad location. It's crazy, and it happens a lot, and you see it throughout history. And uh, uh, Paul was warning them, do not be like the Egyptians who you left, nor the Canaanites to whom you go to. The Canaanites, God was driving the Canaanites from the land because they were absolutely despicable. Their behavior was despicable, and the Israelites who imitated that behavior would be cut off from his people. It would almost like being disinherited. God's blessings were contingent on Israel's obedience. A point frequently made everywhere in the Old Testament. However, Israel rebelled and did not keep the Lord's commands. And that's happened throughout history time and time again as well. God was warning the Israelites that when he delivered them safely into the land of Canaan, they were not to claim that uh, that he did this because of their righteousness. They had done nothing to deserve God's gracious gracious choice as children. And the context of that all fits well with Paul's warning against a righteousness based on our own effort. I believe this message was meant for them back then, but I believe it's just as important for us on this Friday afternoon today. It's, uh, it's timely today as it was back then. God's salvation is right in front of us. He will come to us wherever we are. All we need to do is respond and accept that simple gift. it's a simple thing for us to do. The remainder of Paul's quotation here in 5 through 7 basically was something that Moses had warned them about, that God's blessings would bring obedience, would come through obedience, and God's uh, uh, cursing would come through disobedience. If they stayed obedient, then they would be in good shape, and they would not be disobedient and be punished. They would stay in God's will. According to Moses in Deuteronomy, when Israel returned, God this is an interesting phrase i think would circumcise their hearts he would circumcise their hearts and they would obey him with with all of their hearts as we let our eyes drop down and we continue to look a little bit deeper into the passage here after explaining what righteousness by faith did not say paul turned to what it did say in verses 8 and 9 if you've ever been asked the question what do i need to do to become a christian this next passage uh, is, gives such a beautiful answer. You, could, uh, you can highlight this in your Bible or write these down somewhere on a, a desktop pad so that if anybody ever asks you, what do I need to do to become a Christian? Here it is, boiled down to a bumper sticker. Salvation is as close as our mouth and our heart. And some unbelievers think it is a very complicated process but we all know it's not. In fact, it's childlike. It's so simple. If we believe in our hearts and confess with our tongues that Jesus Christ is truly Lord, we will be saved, and we will have a future in eternity with him. Terry, how about verses 8 and 9?
3: But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved.
2: Read that again for me, would you? Just listen to how simple a message that is.
3: But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead... You will be saved.
2: I, uh, thank you, Carrie. I think about our sweet friend, uh, uh, Joyce Martin. Uh, what a neat woman she was. And one time we had a great conversation, and that woman knew Scripture now. And she said to me, her prayer was, Lord, take my eyes, take my ears, take my uh, ability to speak, take my knees, take my elbows, my hips, but don't take my, my knowledge of the Scripture. Wow. Wow what a what a prayer um and so do you feel that god through his word is close to you do you feel that he's right there for the the taking do you feel like you're walking in this situation in this life through health issues alone or do you feel like you have god right there beside you in the lord jesus christ with you the message is near you in your mouth and in your heart god's message of faith has been brought near in Christ. And Paul made a similar point when he wrote to the Ephesians. He said, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. All that remains is a response of faith to the message of faith. Paul further explained here the message of faith uh, that he had proclaimed by using two elements from Deuteronomy, mouth and heart. Confessing with the mouth, Believing in the heart. Those are not two separate keys. Those are two aspects of a single confession of faith. Confess with the mouth. Believe with your heart. His order in verse 8 is uh, similar to that back in Deuteronomy 30, but he flips it in uh, verse 10, probably just indicating that order is not uh, significant. The word confess obviously comes from, uh, it's a legal term meaning to uh, to. Agree, and witness to something that is true. And the believer publicly agrees with other believers that Jesus Christ is Lord when we confess. That declaration, Jesus is Lord, is one of the oldest confessions of faith in the early church. It dates clear back to the beginning. That he is Lord, he is Lord, he is risen from the dead and he is Lord. In Philippians 2, 10 and 11, amazing verses say the following. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This outward confession was rooted in the personal belief that Jesus was no longer dead in a grave, believing in your heart that God had raised him up and he had ascended to heaven. The resurrection of Jesus is foundational for our Christian faith. When he wrote to the, uh, the Corinthians, Paul wrote in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 14, and if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation is in vain, and so is your faith. We would just be meeting for a country club meeting if that were the case. This belief, this confession, this truth is not just intellectual assent. But an abiding faith commitment that affects our entire being, our entire life, our entire life choices, our entire walk. If we are close to the Lord and confessing and truly, the decisions that we make go through the filter of what is the Lord doing in my life and how will that work? Paul made a similar proclamation when he he wrote to the Philippians, too. But here in Romans, he was urging unbelievers to come to Jesus while there was still time. It's, uh, in this situation, the world isn't like Susan Eichler's clock. It's not stopped, and it's going to stay that way forever. The world is, the time is clicking. It's moving on, and uh, today could be the day. In fact, we know not the hour and the day, but we can be sure that there will be many who believe that they will have an opportunity to make that decision, and at some point, they will be caught flat-footed. And they will be very sorry for it because they haven't made that decision. Kerry's going to grab verse 10 for us. Paul was uh, providing the reason for confessing and believing in verse 10.
3: For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved.
2: Thank you, Kerry. Paul always taught that the one who confessed and believed would be saved. That's really what put him on the boat. That's really what uh, allowed him to take a beating. Uh, That's what uh, put him through persecution, was that he believed that he needed to carry that message of belief and confession to the ends of the earth. He expanded upon the idea, stating that belief results in righteousness, and confession results in eternal salvation. Two ways of describing this wonderful new relationship that a believer enters through in faith with Jesus. And again, in verses 11 and 12, Paul again turned to Scripture to validate his connection between faith and salvation. Carrie.
3: I was distracted. What am I reading now?
2: 11 and 12.
3: 11 and 12. Thank you. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who claim
2: on him, call on him. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, you notice the last part of that. He talks about how. Uh, The relationship uh, uh, is for, for really all man, Jew and Gentile alike here. And he doesn't, what's interesting is he doesn't drive a wedge between these two groups that he loves so much, like many others in his day. But Paul made the point that both serve the same God, and the Lord richly blesses those who call on his name. But that particular passage raises the question that I think of often, and that is, what will happen to our Jewish brothers and sisters who believe in God, Yahweh Father, but not in Christ. And Scripture is clear. Since they believe in the same God, they must believe in Jesus, or they will die in hell. Because Jesus is Lord, we can't fully know God without knowing Christ. And because God appointed Jesus to bring God and man together, we cannot come to God by any other path. The Jews, like everyone else, can find salvation only through Christ. Like Paul, we should pray for and we should share Jesus with this very special people group. They are God's chosen people. When he wrote to the Ephesians, Paul tied the riches of God's blessing to his forgiveness of sin. In fact, Ephesians 1, 7, and 8 says, "...in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding these blessings are available to all who call on the name of jesus i don't know about you but sometimes i have a tendency of looking at somebody and judging a book by the cover anybody else I'll look at someone uh, and I'll say, I'll bet you that guy's uh, not a Christian. I'll bet you that girl's a Muslim. I'll bet you this person is that or that person is, is this. The bottom line is that Jesus' salvation is available to all, and there are many. In fact, I would suggest that if I were to die and go to heaven today, I'd be surprised by some that made it and some that didn't. While our lesson material separates verses 13, 14, and 15, I'm going to have Kerry put those all together as we kind of uh, get ready to close here and uh, talks about the need to take the gospel message.
3: For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without some preaching? Uh, 13, 14, and 15? Correct. Okay. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news.
2: That's great. Thank you, Carrie. If everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, then it's necessary for everyone to have access to the gospel. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I love, uh, I guess you'd say, poetic uh, passages of scripture, and in this section, Paul used four rhetorical questions, all beginning with the word how, and each of those questions builds off the previous question by repeating the verb from the previous question. The first question takes up the theme of calling on the Lord from the previous verse and verses. A person must believe on the Lord before the person can call on Him, but belief is possible only if the person has heard about the saving power of the one true God. Hearing requires a herald a messenger. And the final question of the four points out the need to send heralds far and wide to the darkest corners of the world. Paul practiced what he preached, literally. He had received his commission and had traveled extensively to proclaim the gospel message. Like Paul, those who go and tell have a timely and important message. The church has a responsibility to preach that message Not only right here in our own backyard in word and deed, but to also go and to send those who can go to the farthest ends of the earth. There are three powerful ways that we can participate in this privilege, and it is a privilege. Yes, it is a commission, and yes, it is a mandate, and uh, yes, it is a command, but it's a privilege too. Go give and pray. Go give and pray. The three things. Many of us on this uh, call today may be beyond the ability to go and tell. We might. But corporately, we can pray. We can financially support. We can use additional talents to see our candle brighten the darkest and dimmest corners of the world. We can go give and pray. We may not be able to jump on a plane, but we can uh, uh, finance those that have the ability to still be able to do that, to take the message to the end of the world. Through, uh, I don't know how long ago it's been now, time slips away from me, but probably 15 or 20 years ago, the evangelist Junior Hill came to First Baptist Church. I don't know if anybody was there when Junior came, but he's a great big old guy, and he's a big old Southern guy, and he just, just is, I really enjoyed his messages, and he is a guy that is just a, a shoe leather evangelist. Uh, traveled the, really, the world, uh, telling people about Jesus, and I've said some stupid things to people in my life, but I may have said one of the stupidest things I've ever said to Junior Hill. I was sitting down on the front pew with him, and he had a Bible there, and this Bible, wow, it was, I don't even know how to explain it. It was well used. Every page in that Bible had handwritten notes, had scotch tape, had highlighter, had all of these things in it. And I said to that guy, it's about time for a new Bible, isn't it? Think about that. that the man's life of an evangelist was stored in that Bible. And I thought, I, I looked at it and saw a ragged old flag, right? When it was this beautiful gift that God had given him. But one of the stories that he told that particular Sunday, and I've never forgotten it, when he started, he was poor as a church mouse. He was going just, you know, from church to church, and he was staying with people, and they were feeding him, and he was doing things. And there were a couple of old maid sisters that lived in South Carolina that said, we can't do a lot for you, but what we can do for you is we can buy you A beautiful brand new pair of expensive black and brown dress shoes so that every time that you get up in the church, you're preaching in the best shoes in the world. And they did that for him every year for years and years and years. And he said, you'll never know what it meant to my ministry to be able to slip on a great pair of shoes. My pants may not have fit perfectly. My tie might have been too short or had a stain in it. But my shoes were great shoes. and those old ladies did that for him and helped him carry that message around in that old beat up Bible. Simple thing, isn't it? A simple way to just help somebody. We can do that i'm i'm uh, I'm amazed and I am uh, uh, have a heart full of respect for what. Chris uh, uh, Spears and Rondo are doing on our church grounds every Saturday afternoon. If you are aware of that, they are feeding uh, people of hospitality that are, you know, waiters and waitresses and cooks from restaurants that are without food, without gas. They're giving them gas cards. And they're lining up 300, 400 cars deep. And last Saturday, there was a gal waiting a waitress who's out of work that could not allow her car to uh, to to idle while she was in line because her low fuel light was on. She didn't know how she was going to get home. That's being Jesus to people, folks. Helping them through those situations is being Jesus to them. I'm going to close with one uh, quick thing. I don't know how many of you always grab open windows from uh, over by the church library, but, boy, this is great to have in your house uh, for a, a nice little uh, – devotional every morning, and let me just share today's passage if you haven't heard it, because it really touched my heart today. The the passage is called Seeing Jesus. It says, Helen Keller lost her sight and hearing at the age of 19 months. She lived in darkness and frustration until one day her teacher, Annie Sullivan, took seven-year-old Helen to a water pump As cool water flowed over the student's hand, the teacher spelled out W-A-T-E-R, and in that moment, Helen Keller's world was opened up, and she was able to experience an education and a life that has inspired millions. In John 9.25, the blind man had only one reply to the religious leader's questions regarding Jesus' identity. I was blind, but now I see. These priests knew the blind man well. It would not be uncommon for beggars to be positioned outside the temple to draw on the good graces of the people, entering for worship, sacrifice, and prayer. Now the blind man could see, and it was the priests who were blind. They could physically see Jesus, but they chose to live in darkness to the truth of his identity. What about you? What about me? Are we able to say with the blind man, now I see? If so, rejoice and let the world know. Confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. If not, Jesus is waiting to give you sight and new life today. Let him open your heart and mind to him. On your tongue and on your heart, confess the name of Jesus. We've got work to do. The fields are ripe. They are white with the harvest, and we've got some work to do to get out there and to to, uh, uh, pass that message along. I don't know about y'all. I'm going to start to unmute people. I don't know about anybody else, but I am seeing uh, many things that I see through this uh, corona quarantine and things as a blessing. Um, People are more in tune to the message than they have ever been uh people are are listening uh closer to the word of god the f- the closeness and the quiet time is allowing them to think about things like never before um i think i just about have everybody unmuted here jump in share your uh your good to see jan and ron Yay! <laughs> um how come we're not getting the picture? Who's all on me? I think I got. Every, I think I should have about everybody unmuted here. So it is good to see you, and I hope that the three o'clock time works out okay for everyone. Um, we uh, okay. Let's see. Okay. Maybe I, maybe I did that wrong with everybody. No, I think I got everybody pretty well unmuted. Good. Anybody have anything to share? Anything going on in your world? Anything that you're seeing? Shane? Shane? Yes? This Roger.
1: Uh um, hey, Roger. I noticed that, like, Ed's Bible study now is getting, like, 6,700 people in his weekly Bible study. Yeah. He's... maybe 40 or 60 or whatever.
2: It's amazing, the people that are watching that thing. Um... It's, you know, uh, people from really all walks of his ministry. It's from uh, all the years of his friendships and ministry from West Virginia to Tennessee to Texas to Florida to Florida to Tennessee. to. Uh, it's amazing to watch the people that are on there. I saw some people from Kentucky on there the other day. Um, so that's uh, if you're not having an opportunity to get involved with Brother Ed's uh, Bible studies on – Wednesday afternoons. Uh he jumps on at what? Five five fifteen? Is that right? Yeah, next Four. Four fifteen. Four fifteen. Because
1: yeah. I didn't have any trouble when
2: I watched it. Uh George Eatman, Janice, can you give us a report on George's uh George's uh situation? You're muted. We can't hear you. You'll have to Do I have her muted? I might have her muted. (laughs) Okay, I had you muted. I'm sorry. Okay, George
3: is doing good. Um, We've got another week
1: down, but after that, he's released. He's doing very good.
2: Fantastic, good. Okay, so George is doing great. His procedure went well. It did. No problems, no complications. Praise the Lord for that. That's fantastic. Well, good. Anybody else have anything to share? Jane, I do. Yes. (laughs) Jimmy. Uh, I don't think you get the quarterly like we do, but I flipped ahead uh, for May 3rd Mm -hmm. coming up. And if you look at your quarterly, we always have a picture. And this is what it says coming up. Oh, it says open. Open. Well, Are you are you ready for this one? I don't know yep. what lesson. I don't know if that's next uh, Friday's lesson, but I was going to call you when we're done today and ask if you would lead this in two weeks from today, and it would probably be that lesson. <laughs> that's <laughs> you a we nipper looking ahead. May open up on this. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, open. I haven't even got Zoomed in yet. I'm going to share with <laughs> shane sir
3: i thought it was interesting there was a little comic strip been going around Facebook, and it's a picture of the the world and the devil's on one side he says see i closed down all your churches and then jesus on the other side says, yeah but you open one in every home
2: oh wow that's fantastic uh what's the uh there's a another one out there that says the church is not. Uh, I told Jana about it. She was going to try to uh, make a sign of it. The church is the church. not something; it's just deployed. The church is not closed; it's just deployed. I thought that was pretty good. She was going to make a a sign for the house. Hey, hey, Shane. Yes.
0: This, this, this is this is Quinette. How are you? Hi.
2: Hi. Hi.
3: There was in In one of my devotions devotions that I read yesterday, it said, make your your life a mission, mission, not an an intermission.
2: Make your life a mission. A mission, not an intermission. Not
1: an intermission.
2: (laughs) That's great. I love it. That's good. We got some church, uh, 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 sign material for the future. I told Jana one day we were driving out 200 and queen of peace had a sign out front that said mass closed till further notice or something. And I said, wow, we should take a picture of that sign, uh, just to always, uh, to remember this uh, situation because we'll probably get back to normal and soon forget that. But, um, I love it. You know, uh, it was uh, somebody posted on Facebook uh, yesterday that it was 10 years ago this weekend that Pastor Darren and Jennifer came in view of a call uh, to the church. It doesn't seem possible that it was 10 years ago, and I got to thinking back on our visit, one of our first visits with him. We had visited him extensively for a long day in uh, uh, Corbin, Kentucky. Um, and uh, and then we were going to ve- meet the two of them in Knoxville, Tennessee, at a restaurant um, on another visit. And the pastor search committee was inside waiting for them. What are you doing? What are you
0: looking for. What
2: He was out in the back of the van on his hands and knees
0: praying.
2: Before the meeting started.
0: I don't know why that came
2: And I just never forget that. We were waiting inside and we didn't see him and he was in the back of that van on his hands and knees praying about our church.
1: I remember that.
2: And never never forget it can you close us up sure
3: can father we love you and we thank you for all the opportunities that you place before us and we're in the middle of a storm right now and getting ready to see your sufficiency to bring us through i pray that there are open hearts and open minds there's probably one on each side of these 20 people a neighbor to the left a neighbor to the right, one in front, and maybe in the back. And as we social distance, we don't want to distance ourselves from you. We want to draw those that want to be close to you to you. We've just studied in Romans here the message of salvation, the simple, simple two-step message of salvation that we can share with anyone. It doesn't have to be forced on people. You can just say, this is what works for me. And because of this, because of my trust and obedience to Jesus Christ, I get to live another life with him in heaven eternally. Thank you for the time that Shane puts into this, the heart he has for our church, for our Sunday school class, and for the lost. will be great apologists and use everything that you've given us to reach somebody with the good news of Jesus Christ today, tomorrow and i pray all these things in christ's
2: name amen hey they've got uh they've got uh, beverly's already got one they've got these really great faith over fear yard signs for 10 bucks at woods printing if you want to get one for your yard or maybe get some even for your neighbor's yard what a great gift um the uh they are open until five you might want to call ahead because uh, i called ahead and they were out and they made some more and told me come come after three or four or whatever and set an appointment time but uh they're up on northeast 23rd terrace and uh um they're a fantastic sign somebody came and knocked on our door the other day and asked us where we got that somebody walking in our neighborhood asked us where we got it because they wanted to have some so they're starting to spring up all over in our neighborhood but uh if you need this information uh i've got it and carrie can give it to you and so on and so forth but uh Maybe somebody goes and makes a run and gets a bunch for everybody. So look, hey, I got a, I got, a, I got a buddy.
0: There he is. No. <laughs> you say oh. hey. He's, He's a little grandson. No. Thank you all. We'll. we'll... Hey Shane.
2: Yes. You, Shane. One,
0: one last thing: um, six dollars of, of that ten dollars for those signs go, signs to, go to Interface. interface.
2: $6 of that $10 goes to interfaith. Yes. Right. Correct. Fantastic. That's great. Good for them.
1: Wynette, did you get one?
0: I got one.
1: Okay. Good. Good.
0: <laughs> what did the signs play again, please?
2: Faith over fear. Hey, Shane.
0: Yes. Uh, they're actually on 12th Street off the 23rd Terrace.
2: Okay, you just go north on 25th and you cross over uh, 40 Four- and you cross 14th. Over.
3: Later on, once we get the recording, I'll put those directions
2: out in the email. Okay, good. Excellent. Okay. okay, everybody, have a wonderful
0: day. Thanks, Shane. Love y'all. Thank we'll see y'all you next soon.
2: Love you, guys.
0: Thank, you. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 y'all.